This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, Aunt Flo comes for a visit. Plus, Biz has a bad feeling about this. Teresa can't live with them and can't live without them. And we talk to Maureen Teresa Smith, author of Your Moontime Magic. Woo! How are you, Teresa? <laughs> I'm very excited about today's show. Um, I think our topic is going to be hilarious. Uh-huh. I'm really excited about forcing you to talk about your body. <laughs> Um, also, Maureen Smith, who is our guest, yes. is all, happens to be my aunt, oh, as well so as being an author. And my, <laughs> my, my aunt is visiting. That is so true. Oh, if only her name was Flo. Yeah. So, I yeah, I'm excited about today. Otherwise, I'm still sick. So make what you will of that. So, given our wait, previous wait, so updates, all the organizing yeah, all on the, your Sudafed yeah. high did not provide healing. Look, we don't know anything for sure because okay. this was not like clinical. Right, we haven't study done several situations. Sure. Like, if I hadn't have done that cleaning, <laughs> I might have been even sicker today. We don't know for sure. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Anyways, I did make it to Legoland with my kids. Happy birthday, yeah. Curtis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Saturday for Curtis's third birthday. Uh-huh. And it was it was a good day. Okay. It was a good day. But something I am grappling with a little, if you will, mm-hmm. is the fact that I have these three kids, okay? <laughs> and yeah, you do. they Like, you know, Curtis keeps becoming more and more of a person. Uh And (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, what people think when they're going to have more than two kids is like, well, it's just it becomes like a crew of kids. Like It becomes like your team of kids. It's not like like you're a teacher. There's not like a class of kids that you're taking on field trips. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. It's like it's not like you have like the one kid and the other kid or you have the one like it's like. It's just your kids, you know, in a pile. Yeah, pile of kids. Um, My kids haven't, like, caught on to that Mm. too well yet, though. And I'm wondering (laughs) if it's a real phenomenon or just, like, a thing we imagine when we're looking at families. Like, a Uh, thing we think we see. Yeah, like a lie that, like, everybody's just going to go with the flow. Miscommunication. Yeah, different type of flow. Different flow. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it was just, it was, I will say, it was... Fun. I'm glad we we went, but it was very challenging, partially just because you know we now have three different kids who all want to do different things at uh-huh. Legoland, and we only have so much time at Legoland. Yeah, it's true. You know, it takes two hours to get there and two hours to get home. Yeah, and you know, people move at different paces. Yo. Grace wants to move very fast and huh. do everything. Oscar's pretty much ready to go after 45 minutes. Yeah. He's just oh, asking yeah. to go <laughs> the whole us. time. <laughs> I'm out. Can yeah. we go home He's like, now? okay. This yeah. Is, yeah, he was like in a pretty good mood, but yeah. he just kept asking to leave. <laughs> and I would say, well, do you want to do this next or this? And he would say, I don't want to do either of them. Yeah. I just want to go home. 
So and that's I'm like, what I'm like. Can I just take this one home? I know. And leave know. the other two with you. Well, so this was the thing. Like I was, and definitely Grace was being, she was doing her best, but it was really hard for her that her younger siblings were moving at it such a different pace. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the things that she wanted to do, Curtis just couldn't do. Yeah. Just because of his age and his height. Right. And we kind of wanted to make it like mostly center around stuff he could do. So the whole time we're there, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, should I have, should I have like done it differently? Like, should right. I have just brought Curtis or should I have, like, I don't know, just, I, I was just trying to think like, how yeah. could this have been better? And I really like, it was a, you can't live with them. You can't yeah. live without him situation. Cause I really came to the conclusion that I was like, and this is, I feel like this has been coming up a lot lately mm. where I'm like, I feel like it's really hard when everyone's here. But, like, if someone's missing, <laughs> right. I really feel them missing. And, yeah. like, it's not as fun without them. So right. it's, like, a weird oh. thing all the time. Do you mean uh, purgatory? I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I don't know. That's that's huh. all. That was sort of a mini lesson for me, I guess. Oh, like, good. oh, it's I just it just has oh. to be hard so that it can be fun. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Good listening to your instincts. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. How are you today? Uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Okay. Sense of foreboding. Yeah. That somebody's getting sick this week. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a week that it would not be great if mm. somebody gets sick. Like, like I'm actually just waiting for a call right now. Both kids are fine. There's mm. no fever, but it's the... <sighs> yeah. Right? Where you're yeah. like... Ugh. You're like, my throat hurts something. a little, but I'm sure it's just my cough. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. and the school's on like hyper alert because we've right. had this particular plague that's been going through the school yeah. of like fever for a week. Yes. With, followed by a cough and runny nose. Right. Yes. Uh, and that, I mean, we're talking like half of classes gone. Yeah. teachers getting it. Yeah. I mean, it's been going for like three full weeks now. And that's not what they've got. It's going to be something totally different if right. they are, in fact, sick. Right. Yeah. It's probably just all this fucking weather we've been having. Yeah. That's going, oh, it's 80 degrees. Now it's 40 degrees. Now yeah. it's 80. Yeah. The winds are 70 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> Let's shake it all Let's around. Let's shake it all around. <laughs> so anyway, bad feeling about this. Which ties in nicely to what I think we're going to talk about today, <laughs> which is my bad feeling about talking about periods. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, it's that time of the month. The visit from Aunt Flo. Time to receive your red badge of courage. Uh-huh. Crimson Tide. These are just some of my, these are just... On the rag? On the rag! I hate that one <laughs> so much. Are you on the rag? Anyway, uh, <laughs> checking into the Red Roof Inn. You got any more? Mm, I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Internet. Mm. Lady business. Mm. I am the CEO of Lady Business. 
And moon time. Yes. R- moon which, time. Which a is, rather nice one. Yeah, which is so interesting because I didn't, I like, literally, we got your aunt's book. Yes. And I was like, moon time magic, what's this about? And then I was like, <laughs> what? And then like, I realized, oh, somewhere somebody's referring to it as like a mystical, awesome yeah. thing. Yeah. I didn't live in that land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lived in Alabama. <laughs> I lived in Alabama. <laughs> I was raised Southern and Catholic. I have no opinion of my body other than let's don't ever talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, I'm just going to like... This is a weird conversation we're about to have. Okay. But obviously, I think we should, our kids are getting older. Yeah. They are both about to have very different experiences. Yeah. We ourselves should probably clear the air on where, like, what baggage mm. we have been carrying our pads and tampons around in. Yeah. Because that will affect how we help our kids navigate through this. Yeah. A little. So let's start. Let's start with ourselves. Okay. Also, it ties in nicely to our guest. Period, 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 period. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to... I think anyone who's uncomfortable with this will no longer be listening. <laughs> after Whoa, that zimzalabing! <laughs> Poof! Let's just start. Yeah. Well, actually, I want to say... I want to touch on the uncomfortableness. Okay. Just right off the bat. Yeah. Because uh, you guys have heard me on many a soapbox yeah. talking about how sinister it is that things having to do with women and their bodies we tend to say we don't want to hear about or talk about it's great that you have that but don't ever talk about it which then leads to it being mysterious which inevitably leads to it being sinister and shameful and shameful yeah and then that leads to probably a horrible end like burnings on (laughs) pyres, right? Oh, wow. In fact, fact, I was thinking, I was reading an article recently, you know, we refer to this place as the period hut because we are- Our studio. Our studio, because I think it's just because it's very stark. It's not, like, it's just like, I always feel like we're being kind of put off, you know, like ladies in a rather largely male-dominated, you know, industry. I have lots of thoughts about it. Can I say why I thought it was the period hut? Yeah. Because we would go here yeah. to like have our our time our where time. we can talk about anything we want to talk about. That's right. Yeah. Period huts are horrible places <laughs> in reality. In fact, a young woman recently died in essentially a period hut. I read this article in the New York Times. It's called An Old Menstruation Taboo Killed Her. This time, a man actually went to jail for it wow. because he's the one who sent this. It was in Nepal. Uh-huh. Kathmandu. Nepal. Yeah. And every winter in Nepal, it's snow covered. Young women keep dying because of this superstition that they shouldn't be with people when they're on their period. This is right now. Okay. And like the huts, like, so the tradition says that any woman on her period must be banished outside to a cow shed or a makeshift bunker, no matter how cold or dangerous. It's been a ritual believed to protect the purity of the village for as long as anyone can remember. Wow. And guess what? They died. Okay. So on that note, yeah, I should embrace talking about it. Well, yeah, but you're also the the taboo the taboo yeah. is not your fault. True. And your feelings, which are deeply ingrained, yes. are 
totally valid. Like okay. th- this is, I think I agree. I think it's great that we're talking about yeah. it. But I also think it's okay that you have whatever feelings you have about it because this yeah. is just, this is how we've been raised. This is yeah. our culture. This is the way it is. That's yes. not your fault. True. So with all that said, yeah. when you were a kid, yes. what did you think about it? Were you okay. excited to get it? Were you scared? What? So yeah. I was excited to yeah. get it. Yeah. I really... Yeah. I'm like smiling because I'm I like, know. yeah, no, Teresa, I, I was excited. Well, okay. I'm not trying to say that I had no like shame or embarrassment sure. ever about my period because that wouldn't be true at all. But I will say like when I was 10, 11, 12, I was one of those kids who was just very like enraptured by the idea of like becoming a teenager yeah. and becoming a young woman. Like right. I would kind of like look up to girls who were older than me and I thought they were really beautiful and really cool and I like really wanted to get my first bra oh, and yeah. I was and I felt that when I did get my period that would make me very mature and oh, very yes. grown up. So you could start smoking cigarettes right away. Yes. <laughs> and so I was excited to get my period. I mean, I think part of that not wasn't just my personality, but I was also growing up in a household yeah. with a mom who was, you know, she's the therapist and she works with adolescent girls. And so this is an area of focus for her professionally, not just as a mom. So like as far as I was concerned growing up, even though I was obviously picking up the shame culture that right. we have as a society around my period. And I understood that it was private and there were yeah. certain times you would talk about it and certain times you wouldn't. I still got the message from my mom, which I think was very foundational, which was that this was a good thing and a special thing and something to be celebrated. Right. So that sort of allowed me to yeah. look forward to it. But I will say that, like, I definitely remember... You know, once I had my period, I was always worried about, you know, it leaking or somebody seeing or even like the sounds that the papers make Make. in the bathroom when you're using, you know, even around other girls, like just felt really shy about that. And I can remember like one time in particular being in eighth grade and I remember seeing another girl in my class taking like a pad out or taking a pencil out of her like pencil bag and there was a pad in there yeah and she wasn't shy about like she didn't try to hide it or anything and I remember looking at that and being like so mystified at how she was so comfortable like it was not a thing to her like she was like obviously I have a pad and I remember (laughs) thinking like wow like I go to great pains to hide my pads you know or my tampons or whatever finally a woman no one knows yeah exactly (laughs) yeah except for like my closest friends you know of course I would talk to my closest friends about it but not for the world not for boys not for you know yeah I think I was pretty late compared to my friends so just as far as when you got uh it so just like in pregnancy I kept thinking is this it is right. it, am I going yes, into labor? Of course. I, I am sure yes. I'm going into labor right now. And everybody's like, you'll know. Is That is exactly the same story of the period. Like, right. is this it? Am I cramping? Am I about to do it? You'll yeah. know. You'll know. You'll yeah. know. You'll know like, because no. your Obviously, underwear will have blood, blood. all over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, am I supposed to be, like, am I going to know when I'm bowled over, <laughs> like, clenching my stomach and right. cramps and vomiting? Like, you know? And yeah. so... You know, I just knew it was eventually going to. I don't. I don't remember having any opinion. 
yeah. of it one way or the other, except okay. wishing I had already gotten it. Yeah. Right? That is like, a weird thing. Like, yeah. who has it and who doesn't is like a weird club. Yeah, like, it is. It makes me think of my little pony and the cutie mark crusader. Yes. I'm like, honey, totally your cutie is. mark is totally code it's for period. Totally is. <laughs> and that is, that poses an interesting question. Yeah. I might be getting ahead of our conversation, True. but like, for my daughter, Grace, who w- won't be menstruating because right. she's trans, she, she doesn't have a uterus. She's yeah. not going to ovulate or <laughs> not magically <menstruate>. right <laughs> yeah you know even if she chooses yeah. to use hormone blockers or chooses to later on in yes. her teen years use hormones she will be able to have like you know some of the quote unquote like female characteristics yeah. that we get during puberty but she will not ever menstruate and so I don't know what those teen years and yeah. early teen years will bring, but I do feel a little tenderness around that idea just because, yeah, I remember that too. I think mine started when I was 12 or something. Yeah, so mine I was, was a like little 12, on the yeah. earlier side. Oh, see, mine, I thought. Oh, you think that's late? I feel like 12 was late compared oh, I feel to like some of my friends. Late or 14 Ooh. or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? None of us ever Nobody talked knows. about we it. We never talked about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like early was like, you know, 11. Yeah. And late yeah. was 14. But I, I honestly, guys, again, once again, we're always reminded that we are not doctors. Yeah. And we also, don't know anything. And memories are a funny thing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I mean, if I was anxious to get it at 12, yeah. you know, I just wonder what that will be like to be ready to like go through puberty and see your friends going through puberty yeah. and to kind of know like... This part of, like, there will be parts of puberty that she'll go through, yeah. but this part of puberty, she will not. Right. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I'll, I'll skip it. I think when I think about, I've shared this story. It's one of my all-time favorite stories. And it's, you know, we had already talked to Katie Bell about getting a period and all that, just in general, because she was yeah. so concerned about making sure she would never get pregnant. Yeah. And I was like... Well, this is how it works, and this is your period, you menstruate, and uh, eggs, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we did, like, every couple of months that would come up, and we'd talk about it. And then I guess she was probably, like, maybe seven, six or seven, and she comes over. Stephanie and I are sitting at the table, and she brings it up again, and I say, yeah, basically for several days— as my shed my eggs yeah. and the lining removes, yeah. you know, I bleed. Yeah. And she was like, you know, what do you use? And I said, well, you know, I use this or this. You can use pads or you can use tampons. There's also a variety of other options now, but these are the two that I choose from. And then she turns to Stefan and she says, what do you use? And he says, I don't get my period. I don't get a period. And she like, there's this like pause and she goes... That's not fair. And I was like, you are right. Like, Stefan's like, yep, you're right. Not fair. And so for her, I don't know. She, she's she got friends that have already started already. Mm-hmm. And just as a shout out to the whole, like, you're, when you said, I I get to be a woman. I look up to these older, you know, young yeah. women. And yeah. I look up. When I am at the school looking uh-huh. at these kids, I am <laughs> yeah. like, oh, puberty is a beast. Yeah. I mean, like, yes. Yeah. You know, even pre and post, you know, there's always like one or two kids who like luck out. <laughs> Everything yeah. falls into place. Yeah. No skin issue. Like nothing. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. like, God bless you. That is yes. so nice. 
everybody else is a variety of shapes with shapes in a variety of places yeah. and like acne and like, yeah. like I know that the onset of one's period brings much change yeah, and hormonal change and like I think there's also like clothing I think makes yeah. a really big difference yes. and sometimes the clothing options that are available yep. to our kids at that age are not no. things that they have figured out how to wear Where yet and, and yeah well, so on the eh side I'm a little like oh this is just gonna be a thing it's just awkward yeah now yeah. and now you have yeah. to deal with this every month yeah, basically, it's going to feel like forever. So, uh-huh. great. And I can't know if there's going to be complications or issues. I won't know if you're like a big, you know, will it affect you emotionally a lot? Will yeah. it? You know, because we don't really talk yeah. about, you know, people who suffer from severe cramping, people who yeah. suffer from extreme mood swings, right? Yeah. Or are you just going to float through it? Yep. I will say on the plus side, Man, oh man, she is lucky because there are a lot more options. I mean, I am from the Are You There God? It's Me Margaret generation. Yeah. You know, we all read that book and we're like, we're going to get our periods and like all this stuff. But that's like where you were still using the belt. The belt. Yeah. And like, luckily, the belt had just ended yeah. when I finally started. But like, I mean, a belt yeah, and I know. shit. I know. And like, yeah, she just is going to have more options, which is great. I remember having very few options. And I remember, like, getting my period at school and going to the nurse. Uh-huh. And all them having was a tampon. And I wasn't using tampons yet. And just being, like, feeling, like, really insecure yeah. about, like, why don't you? Like, feeling yeah. some sort of shame your about still using. No, it wasn't my to... first. Oh, but, oh like, like, one time you got, got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was always more comfortable with that than uh-huh. tampons. And yeah. so, like, I just, I remember thinking, yeah. oh, those are the moments that I hate Yeah, that our kids have to go through, yeah. right, with strangers. Yeah. yeah. So we've both just shared about our kids, right? I mm-hmm. also, we also have kids that identify as boys currently. Yes. And... Uh, I don't think that they should be out of the loop with this at nope. all. So nope. they are fully aware of <laughs> yes. what menstruation is in yes. our house. But there are, you know, whether it be you have to or choice or whatever, you know, you texted me the question of, do you let your toddler see you put in a tampon and things yeah. like that? Yeah. I can safely say, God, no! Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Ellis has certainly been aware that I'm on my period when he was like right. really little yeah and maybe even like that whole phase because they want to come into the bathroom with right. you and I'm like well They're there the it is and they're you. like yeah. what is that and I'm like it's my period yeah I'm menstruating this is why yeah right what's over there but I do remember one of my best friends her mom was a therapist and very cool yeah uh, I remember they had a built-in speaker system who is this friend and they no, like kidding. the parents were very like comfortable like walking around like naked or half naked and oh, stuff yeah. you know where you're like what is happening? Yeah. That, um, that's one step further than my family was still Catholic. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> they were both Clearly. therapists. Yeah. Woo! I remember she had me come into the bathroom with her because we were talking about my friend's birthday. Yeah. And she was like, Wait, how old were you? I, so, like, you know, Recently. I had not started my period. Oh, okay. You so were I was a kid. A kid. I okay, was like probably 11 okay. or 12. Like, yes. And she was like, We're talking about Allison's birthday. And I'm like, Well, this is weird. 
So I'm just kind of yeah. like standing over by the sink, yeah. right? And she goes, hey, will you pass me a plug? And I was like, I did not know what was happening. Oh. And I was like, what? And she was, uh, she was like, oh, sorry, a tampon. And I, but I remember being like, a plug. Like yeah. I passed it to her, and then I got to turn her out and was like, we're, you know, yeah, talking. do I look? Do I, I don't know. Look? Yeah. I never look. Yeah. I just remember that, like that feeling of, there was nothing shameful about that. There was yeah. nothing awful. I liked how yeah. honest and comfortable she was. Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, this is this is a different way. I mean, it's not like my mom was like period bad. We just I don't remember having a lot of conversations about it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, she obviously talked to us about it. Yeah. Right. But we didn't have like a period party. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But I remember just thinking, oh, that's another lens. Yeah. That I'm getting to see things. Yeah. I will probably not ever pull a friend of Katie Bell's into the bathroom with me to talk about something. But still, I was like, huh, interesting. Wait, it was your friend's mom who pulled you in? Oh, I thought it was your friend. No. Nope. Okay. I know. It's a little weird. But like, there was nothing weird about it. But you were all girls. That's the thing. A lot of, that's, yeah. So it just depends what kind of house you grow up in. Yeah, exactly. My friends and I used to use the bathroom in front of each other all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like to the point where those same friends who I'm still friends with, we would still pee in front of each other now if if it came to it. Like it's just not. You know a what I mean? Deal. But yeah. then, like, I wouldn't do that with you. Like, no. Th- do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. friends as adults, no. Yeah, you I don't know, know. It's, it's not weird. a thing that you suddenly, you suddenly add in your life to do <laughs> with a friend. But okay, so but the the tampon thing is interesting. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, pads you can kind of do it without noticing, or if your kid does notice, you can like say what yeah. it's for or whatever. But tampons are like it does seem much more intimate yeah. to have somebody see that. Yeah. And so I've definitely had times with my kids where they have seen me do it yeah. and I made the conscious choice like well this they're seeing me use the bathroom they can see me do this they're, this is just part of my life right. that is okay for them to know about yeah and I think it pretty much always sparks a conversation oh yeah um oh, and at this point yeah. now it's like kind of old news right. so it's a little bit like oh you have that thing right now yeah like okay yeah. But I have also found myself not allowing them to be in there when I'm doing that. Yeah. Just because sometimes I'm like, dude, I just want privacy right yeah. now. And also, like, I think we had a caller who said something like this a while back and it really yeah. resonated with me. Like, sometimes you just don't want to have the conversation. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're just not in the mood. Yeah. But I, I like want my kids to know about yeah, it. And I want, I, my I kids want them to know, to know about, about it. it so well yeah. that there isn't a time where it's new information to them. Like, yeah. I, I know I won't necessarily be able to do that with everything. Like, it just reminds me of the time that my sister was like, I've talked about this a long time ago, that my sister was like, eight and my mom was about to give birth to our baby brother and my mom thought my sister remembered how babies are born but she didn't she thought it was gonna come out some other way like through the belly button yeah yeah and had a total (laughs) panic attack meltdown when she found out that the baby comes through the vagina and this was not anyone's (laughs) fault or something that anyone tried to hide from her it was just they hadn't talked about it in a couple years and Kids' yeah. brains are weird. They're busy learning a lot of things. Which is why you got to repeat it. But that's a really good point. I would not want either of my children yeah. to have a moment related to menstruation where they're like, 
I don't want yeah. like the Carrie exactly. moment. Like Plug what? Up, Carrie, yeah. right? I mean, that was a yeah. nightmare. Again, uh, not talking about things. Yeah, doesn't prevent anything from happening. Yes, it's not going to happen. Just last note. Yes, and probably the one we are not trained to think about, but we should be. If the apocalypse comes, and I've said this before, <laughs> and or your earthquake emergency pack or your flood emergency, wherever you are, something's going to get you. Stock up. No one tells you to put like that Mm -hmm. in your emergency kit. Your medication, sure, right? Right. But like that tampon. Wait a minute. Emergency kits are for women too? You're telling me they're for women too? Yeah, you can do things for women if you want. Oh, I thought it was just... For men? Yeah. So you don't need to worry about food for babies, (laughs) Uh, like what you might need for your period, what Mm -hmm. a baby might need, like diapers or formula, any of that. That just sounds too complicated. You just need a deck of cards and a six-pack of beer. Woo! And your Viagra. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is covered by insurance. Fuck that! <laughs> get a get into a period rage and go protest. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blinkist. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways from the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to on your phone, tablet, or computer. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller list as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. And that is quite literally one of my favorite reasons for using Blinkist. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. So go to Blinkist.com slash badmother. Try it free for seven days and save 20% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, dot com slash badmother to start your free seven-day trial. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. My genius really was the Legoland trip day because what I didn't mention in the intro is that Jesse was with us but really not feeling well. Like, he had a headache and he was like... Really nice, really trying to do his best, but it was like he could do what I asked him to do, and that was it. Right. Like, I was, it was really me, and I really had to mom up for this. Yeah. And I totally did. Like, I just totally did. I had a good attitude the whole time. I didn't like 
go sour. I didn't like yell at anyone. I just was like, every time I started to feel like anxious or agitated, I was like, reminder, we're just at Legoland. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're just doing what we can do. You know, like we're just, nothing is fucked. Yeah. Everything is just what it is. And we're just going to make our way as best we can. (laughs) And it really was fine. Yeah. And so I feel really proud of myself for that. That is a good job. Thank you. Really good. So there is some international travel in our future, including children. Okay. And so... They need passports. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Yes. You got to remember those things. Yes. And so I finally, this weekend, got all the paperwork together. And I was very, uh, felt like a genius because I had it all filled out for each kid. And I had all of the, like, documents and paperwork yeah. I needed at the ready and easy to access. And I put it all in my nice little folder, all ready to go. I Felt so good about that. Woo! You're amazing. Thank you. Hello, one bad mother. I am calling with a genius. My in-laws are in town because it's Christmas Eve, and my sister-in-law is one of my least favorite people. And so three weeks ago, me decided that it was going to be a really good idea to get a massage today. So I'm currently sitting in the parking lot of the massage place after having a wonderful massage and I'm about to drive home and listen to your show on the way. So many geniuses get to have a massage, get to listen to your show, get to get away from my sister-in-law. I hope that everyone is having a wonderful holiday season <laughs> and I, you're all doing a great job. And today, so am I. Yes. So good. This is so yeah. good. Yeah. This is this is self-care. It Whether is. it was a massage or whatever, what you did was you set some boundaries for yourself. Yeah. So you had a place that was outside of, you know, a something that you knew would bring you displeasure yeah. or stress. You can't avoid that because it's a holiday. Yeah. But you can... Do some boundaries. Make sure you've got a little time set for yourself, whether it's a walk or a massage, like whatever, sitting, roaming a target. It doesn't matter. Those boundaries, that is some good geniusing there. Good job. Really good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so ruining birthdays. It was fine. He had a good birthday. But on Curtis's actual birthday, which was a weekday, he went to school and was having his birthday at school with his friends. And that was all fine. At home, I was busy putting together a very modest play kitchen for him because his wish above all wishes was an oven, a fake oven that he could put something into. Yeah. Um. And I was so focused on the details of the day. He needed like a poster for school and he needed some, you know, a little treat for with his friends and they wanted me to fill something out. And then, you know, just thinking about like, what's he going to want for dinner tonight? And then just other details for everybody else that day, like a normal weekday would be. And then can I get this little kitchen together in time so that when he comes home, it's there. That's his main present. Well, I realized I just, like, hadn't gotten a cake. Like, we talked Mm. about getting cake, 
But we didn't. We didn't do it. And so I didn't really have time to go back out and get a whole cake. No, like, yeah. I just didn't. And so I ordered one on a uh, grocery delivery service. <laughs> yeah. And it was the only one available on the grocery delivery service. Yeah. So it was like a tall cake with fruit on it, mm-hmm. really for grownups. Oh, yeah. It was not for birthdays. And it made it, and it was totally, like, toppled over from the delivery process, which I didn't notice. Like, I mean, there wasn't going to be time anyway for me to exchange the cake, but I had to sort of, like, use my hands to put the cake back on top of itself and then try to clean it up. And, you know, we had it to sing the can, you know, for the song and everything, and that was great. But, like, no one ate it. Like, no one ate it. Yeah. So, because it's, like, not really a kid cake. Like, it wasn't really. And they weren't. Nobody was grumpy about it. Nobody complained, which was fine. But I just saw this cake thing. Like, it was just, it was was, so stupid. Like, it was one of those things where I was like, I totally wish there would have been a way for me to not have bought this cake. Yeah. Oh, it's like a, it's like where cake parenting failed you. is where cake parenting failed me. Thank you. I am yes. so sorry. Yeah, thanks. So, there I am feeling all smug about my paperwork success for passports. Our library has a passport processing facility. Great. And they will do it all for you. Pictures, they'll mail it all in, the whole nine yards. I love you, libraries. So far, so good. Right? And you have to have both parents there for it. Yep. So it got to be like a Saturday. Yep. And I call and leave a message because who's getting their passports done? The library calls back and leaves me a message, and it cuts off. But what I hear is, this is the passport service space available. Those were the words that I heard. And I said, great. Let's go to the library. People don't really want to go to the library that particular moment on a Saturday morning, uh-huh. but I'm like, let's do it. I got to be somewhere later. Let's go. Yeah. We get up there. We march to the door. And the woman's like, hey, has people already in there? And she's yeah. like, I was like, hi, we left a message. You said that you, we, could, we could come in around 11. And she's like, who are you? And I was yeah. like, oh, she goes, Lawrence. Yeah, I left a message saying we don't have appointments for like three weeks. <laughs> Oh my God. And I was like, wow. All I heard was appointments yeah. and available, not yeah. appointment, not available. Yes. So we're now uh, not going to be doing our appointment until like March 7th. Yeah. And I am like, it was one of the things where I'm like, I just didn't wish I didn't have this audience yes. with me yes. to see this. To see this and be part of it with I know. you. Yeah. Yeah. You got it all together. Got oh, everyone there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, well. Hi, one bed mother. I'm calling with a sale. I've been looking for my car keys for over 24 hours. I've had a lot of places that I needed to be, and I have been late, and I ended up using my husband's key. Um, But I found them. They were in my car. Not only were they in my car, but they were underneath my toddler's car seat. (laughs) Don't ask me why or how, but that's where they were. So that seems like a failure. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for the hotline. Bye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That was horrible. Yeah. Do you know how those keys got there? Magic. <laughs> Sinister dark magic. <laughs> Were you on your Were you period? on your period? Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> Well, you're doing a horrible job. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to drive a car and have children. Huh. Oh, well. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Third Love. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of people to design bras in over 80 sizes with all-day comfort and support. So Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape in about 60 seconds by using their online quiz. Their bras are designed to be super comfortable. They have straps that won't slip, tagless labels. They are lightweight and they use super thin memory foam cups. So another nice thing about Third Love is you have 60 days to wear your new bra. You can wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you just return it to Third Love They will wash it and donate it to someone in need. I love my new third love bra. It is comfortable, supportive, and it's very pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. Third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash mother now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash mother for 15% off today. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. Teresa, this week we are talking to Maureen Teresa Smith, your aunt, who is also the author of Your Moontime Magic and First Moon. She offers visionary coaching to girls and women in times of transition, as well as facilitating regular girls' circles for tweens. She lives in Fairfax, California. Welcome, Maureen! Thank you. Hello. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Shall I leave? Just yeah, let you just guys catch up? Hang out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll try to be normal. <laughs> Good. So before we get started, can you tell us, for all of us who are not related to you, who lives yeah. in your house? Sure. So I live in my house with my 10-year-old daughter, Chloe. And I have a 26-year-old son, Kai, who visits. He's kind of a nomad on the road with the company right now. Um, and then I have a little three-and-a-half-month-old teacup multi-poo, and her name is Chanel. And um, I'm hoping <laughs> she'll behave for us during this interview. Oh, <laughs> okay, Chanel. <laughs> Chanel. Woo! I love Chanel. it. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. let's, let's get into the book. I guess I want to start with... What inspired you to write this book and to talk to us a little bit about the title? Oh, sure. So, actually, um, Teresa was part of my inspiration to write this book. Originally, I wrote it as a gift for my nieces, and I really wanted them to feel celebrated and supported as they went through this whole 
time of adolescence and puberty. And my own experience, you know, my experience wasn't so great. And so I think it originally came from looking at my nieces and thinking about what I wished I could have had. Um, And the more I learned about traditions from cultures around the world and the types of celebrations that young women were having around getting their periods, I thought, wow, that is so cool. I wanted to be able to share that with them. So that's where this originally came from. And the title, I always like calling it Moon Time, and I'm I'm not even sure I remember where that came from for me. But the magic component was that, you know, when you think about it, every month you're a menstruator, you bleed. But that blood isn't coming from a wound or an injury. And so I thought, well, that's kind of magic and remarkable. (laughs) You know, I kind of write in the book about as you tune in to learn about your cycles and how to best take care of yourself and nurture yourself in your own creativity, you can use that throughout your life. So even though each month with your period, your body's preparing for a possible pregnancy, if you're not ready for a pregnancy or don't want that, but you can tune into those cycles and use them to bring other creations to life. Uh, Like what? (laughs) What else can I create? (laughs) Like, like for example, like this podcast, like something that you feel inspired about and you have a dream about it, but you don't know how that's going to happen. And so some of like the self-care tools and exercises and tips throughout the book are like a roadmap to help you, but it's all very much like based in your own physicality and your own cycle. Well, oh, this is a training. We'll get into this in, in just a second. But <laughs> I want to I want to actually t- you you talked about how different cultures celebrated it. But there's mm-hmm. also we also talked at the beginning about how there are still so many taboos and there are still cultures that do not they punish for it, you know, absolutely, and isolate yeah. people for it. So I guess, I mean, I, you know, this is a silly question with an obvious answer, but I would still like to hear it from you based on everything that you were researching. And that is, why is it important that we change these taboos about talking about our periods and menstruation? Periods have long been associated with something negative and surrounded by stigma. And as you know, we, we learn to kind of hide our period or our period products and, and think it might be something gross or embarrassing. But then having that view, especially as a young person and something that is a natural process that your body is going through, you can start feeling grossed out about your own body. And then that can really impact your own self-perception. And like you were talking about today, there's still places in the world where menstruators will stop going to school when they get their periods because they don't have either proper access to menstrual hygiene products or because they're they're shamed or both. So I think, you know, it's so important to educate young people about their periods and educating them that it's their body's natural function, how to properly care for themselves and understand how these physical changes can also affect their mental and emotional health. When a young person has that information and understanding, it provides them with agency and access so they can make much more informed choices about their health and their decisions in every aspect of their life. I mean, 
if you go to the doctor and you have something wrong, but you're embarrassed to talk about it, how are you going to get the help? So I, th- I think it's just so important that there's just honest conversations um, about the process that's very natural and normal. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> plug your ears, everybody. <laughs> it's totally, lady talk. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, so, well, okay, there are lots of parents who do celebrate when their child gets their first period. I've seen the, like, period yeah. box party, all that stuff. But... What if you've got a child who is really embarrassed about it? Or what if Mm -hmm. the child's like, I want a party, and the parent's really embarrassed about it, not not looking at myself? What (laughs) What are some other ways parents can celebrate and support their children? Oh, yeah. And and actually, like in my experience, most young people – will go through a phase of feeling super embarrassed about it, not wanting to talk about it. I mean, in adolescence, you know, your body's going through so many changes that are out of your control that I, I just think it's so much to process to have to have someone else to celebrating it when, before you're ready can be really intrusive and not a good thing. So, mm. um, you know, I think <laughs> as parents, the best thing is that you're just supportive to your child's needs and wants. And the, you know, you can read this book so that you kind of have a check on your own um, ideas about menstruation and you can just reflect on, you know, is this a, something positive in your experience or not? And how can you how can you kind of make an internal adjustment so that you can be there with positivity for your child? And just as long as you're there with the information that your child needs, and can be supportive. I think that's the best thing you can do. Um, and they might come, you know, you can give them the book and you can say, would you like to do something? Um, we don't even have to talk about your period, you know, but there's, but there's just a way in your own attitude that you're giving your child permission and the message that this is good and natural. Okay. So building like like the morning my child wakes up after we know she's gotten her period, she wakes up in a room with like, like made out of boxes of tampons and pads, like the shape of like, I don't know, a big P or something. I will make sure that we don't do that. Um, <laughs> just plug it up, baby girl. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to ever write a book about periods. Okay. Uh, so One thing, one thing, Biz, I thought about is that um, one of my friend's daughters was really similar. She did not want, she didn't want to talk about it. And of her own accord, she ended up making this journal and she, and she labeled it the totally private secret journal um, between her and her mom. And she said in the journal, like, if you ever talk to me about what is in here out loud, I will never talk to you again. And but she would, she would write questions in this journal and leave it for her mom and her mom would answer. And she would draw pictures. She would draw pictures of, you know, growing hair in new places and say, what is this? And when will it end? And, you know, it was awesome, but she just made it very clear that this is the only place we can talk about this. And that really works well for them. Oh, my God. I love, I that, love that so yeah. much. Yeah. I great. really yeah. love that yeah. so much. It's a good reminder that there are lots of ways yeah. to communicate and keep that relationship strong. 
Well, and lots of ways to to know that it's safe to ask for the different ways. Yeah. I well, yeah. you know, side mm-hmm. side story derailing uh when it's tax time and Stefan tells me how much I have to give him. <laughs> he has to for write the it taxes. down for you. Last year I just said, "You know what? I don't want you to utter the words. Yeah. Just write it on a note <laughs> and put it somewhere in the house where I'm going to definitely find it." And it was like on the cat litter box and I was like, "Ah, there you go. I saw it. Yep. I can handle this. Yeah. I can deal with my feelings surrounding this. And then I can give you my share. Anywho, I want to move on to this next uh, question, which is the book so deeply connects girl and womanhood with menstruation in a way that's really nice for cisgender identifying girls. But there mm-hmm. are... Are there activities or words of inspirations you can find applicable to kids who menstruate but don't feel like girls and or girls who aren't yet menstruating or those who will never menstruate? I'm so glad you brought that up. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I've been really encouraged about is I kind of went back to this book from the original First Moon is just the amount of information and actually inclusive and viable products and resources for all menstruators or non-menstruators. And a lot of this is coming about through the whole menstrual movement, thanks to period warriors such as Nadia Okamoto and Jennifer Weiss-Wolf. The entire movement is very much focused on inclusivity, and it wouldn't be a movement without these voices from people that won't menstruate or people that don't that are are, um, not wanting to. Um, And so I'm really happy to see that list of organizations that's raising awareness and making sure that there's access of menstrual products um, available. And I guess I would just really say that you're not alone. And this time of adolescence and puberty is a huge transition time for everyone going through it. And the most important thing is that you find people that can support you and connect with um, and that you're not alone in feeling discomfort around this time of puberty. Comfort. (laughs) Let's, Let's wrap up on comfort. One of the great things about the book is there are lots of activities and exercises and suggestions that you make, and you've, you've referenced them. But I, I would love to actually talk a little bit about, like, why you included these and, you know, if there is one that in particular stands out or that you really like for you, I Obviously, that girl with the journal. Oh, my God. That should just be like the front page of every book ever. Um, Like, you're about to get your period. You can communicate with your parent through a book. It's also good for people who may not have, like, like daughters who live with, you know, only dads, right? Like, I love that. Anywho. I mean... texting if your kids are old enough to have their own phone can also be like I like no shame there if that's a more comfortable way to communicate and the lines of communication are open ours used to be in a car ride where you can't make eye contact because you're driving right all right but anyway (laughs) back to outside of those suggestions Can you talk to us a little bit about why you included certain exercises and, and different projects uh, and crafts and things like that? 
Yeah, well, I think, like, first of all, I'm, I can be pretty crafty, and I think young people and adolescents, like, doing something crafty and kind of tangible with your hands really um, gives you much more of the experience. You know, it just makes you much more engaged with the changes that are going on with you if you have a chance to write about it or make some art with it. And I talk a lot throughout the book about, these. you know, you're changing hormones, which also can mean changing moods and strong feelings that we weren't used to having before. And I think that these moods are the stuff that great art is made from. And so what I'm doing in the book is by providing these kind of self-care tips and exercises is introducing different exercises that act as kind of a roadmap to help young people through this time of transition, through kind of processing these changes in a really supportive way, and that they can use these same exercises throughout their lives. And they're great for no matter how old you are. Um, one of my favorites, of course, and I'm sure you guys know of this or have done it, but just uh, vision mapping. Like I love creating vision boards and um, sharing those with friends or getting together with a group of friends and making these visions together. We just did that after the new year. So that's one of the exercises, and, and that kind of goes along with, you know, each month your body might be preparing for a possible pregnancy, but instead you can use that time to bring other new things to life. And so that's where like the visioning comes into play. I love it. I think that's so, <laughs> it, it's just, it really is honestly a different way to think about it for many of us, <laughs> as opposed to it being a hindrance right. or a time that limits you to instead change the narrative to it being a time to celebrate and create. I mean, honestly, I it's just I don't know if I'll ever connect a hundred percent that way. But it's it's I I understand right. it and I get it. I just wanted to add that I I think one other thing that I love about this book that we haven't really had a chance to touch on is just the informational aspect yeah. of the book. And we talked about, you know, keeping those lines of communication open between parents and kids and how important that is to have that. But I also think sometimes kids just want to get their information from their own like from somewhere else like yeah. sometimes they don't want yeah. to sit down and get and get every question answered by their parent and so I just I think this book is so incredibly helpful because it really is like a how-to book but yeah. it has all of this extra positive wonderful it's not just informational it puts everything in this like really comforting warm positive light so you know it talks about everything from like what's actually going on mm -hmm. in your body when you're menstruating to like what all the different products are that are out there and explains how they work yeah. and um i just think i find that to be such a helpful resource that you know you could just have on your kid's bookshelf in their room that yeah. they can pull out Whenever they want, you know. Yeah. Just slide that in next yeah. to Nancy Drew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I do have one last question. Uh, you discuss period poverty in the book. Yeah. And I'd like you to talk about what that is and how people can help those who are living in period poverty. Absolutely. So many places around the world, um, people still do not have access to period products. And for a lot of people, that means they can't afford to purchase them. 
one of the women that I talk about in my book, and I mentioned earlier, Nadia Okamoto, she started a company, a nonprofit, a few years ago called period.org, and she had experienced some level of homelessness as a teen, and she realized that one of the biggest challenges of the women that she lived with were access to period products because if you don't have any money or you just have a little bit, are you going to spend it on food or are you going to buy it on, you know, spend it on pads? And so these women were using, you know, like cardboard from cardboard boxes or newspaper, you know, and that can so affect their health and their hygiene and just their self self-worth and feelings. And so, you know, making sure that all people have access to, menstrual hygiene products and that are affordable is really important. Yes. Isn't that like... And how can you help? There are so many organizations. um, And I list these resources both on my website, www.yourmoontimemagic.com, or in the book, but some of them are period.org, and they have 450 chapters across the U.S. And the PAD project, is another one, and there are several others. So, um, but you can be in touch with those organizations and do fundraisers yourself, or give money there, and just raise awareness in your own community. Uh, if you're, if you're able to, and you can, you know, look up these organizations to get more information about how to do that. Well, we'll make sure that we also include those links in our show notes for this episode, as well as a link to your website and to the different activists that you have spoken of so people can find out more. It's so obvious that Teresa and you are family. I love it. And Beth. And just, I mean, it's you guys are all doing a really good job trying to help. And... Thank you so much for writing this book and for joining us. Thank you so much. You two are a complete inspiration. You keep me smiling all week when I'm hearing you. And I really appreciate getting to share about this book on your program with your amazing listeners and community. Thank you. Thank you. And I definitely know Teresa will talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Brain waves send a message. Pick up the phone. When you I call, is moving now. No longer stone. When you I call, hand reaches out with a will of its own. Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan Time is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, to We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fantai, Maximum Fun, Podcast. Ow. 
Hey everyone, Alden Ford here with the cast of Mission to Zix. Our fourth season premieres on February 19th, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, we decided to ask one of our characters to give you a quick recap of what's happened so far. Say hello to the clone trooper, AJ. Who are you people? What's happening? Okay, AJ, put your gun down. Uh, AJ, can you just tell us what's happened in the Zix Quadrant in the last couple seasons? Oh, well, we destroyed the Emperor. Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. We knocked him into a chasm. Mr. Robot Man and his ship crashed through a window, and Dar and Baby Horsehead and I took out, like, a bunch of bad guys. Papa filled his destiny, and the lizard was there, too. Okay, great. I guess I was sort of asking what the show is like. Oh, you mean, like, it's an improvised, serialized workplace space opera featuring brilliant sound design, incredible guest stars, and an epic, hilarious tale of Fresh versus Whack? Oh, yeah, wow. Where did you come up with that? Jesse Thorne told me to write that on my palm. Okay, all right. Well, Mission to Zix Season 4 debuts on February 19th on Maximum Fun. Check it out. Information, information. Yeah. The more you know, the less people can tell you that you're a witch. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really like this. Yeah. It is. It's just all the right information. And, you know... Look, yeah, some of us are not programmed to think that we are magical vessels. And it just goes to show you that any time in your life, you can get more information and possibly change your opinion on your own body. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) worth noting is that you can be magic and you don't have to be a vessel. (laughs) I smell a T-shirt! Oh, my God! That was wonderful. And again, we are providing a link to Maureen Teresa Smith's website where you can find out more about her book, Your Moontime Magic, A Girl's Guide to Getting Your Period and Loving Your Body. What a novel idea. As well as all the activists she talked about and some of the links you can use to help fight period poverty. Yeah, I, that was so nice. You know, it's also nice listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, one bad mother. Um, this is a rant. So, my husband tore his ACL and his meniscus. And basically, bottom line is now I'm solo parenting and also taking care of him for the next five weeks, which I was doing okay at. Uh, you know, I had I had it under control. Everything was going fine. And then I decided to tell what I thought was like a funny comical story to my friend about what was happening and now I'm running I I also work full-time but right now I'm running my daughter from her doctor's appointment we're going to my doctor's appointment and then in between we stopped at home to do a change and my husband asked for a glass of wine and I didn't kill him which I thought was a big win Uh, and so I shared that with her because I didn't kill him like yay (laughs) genius moment Uh, and instead she told me she thinks I need therapy because it sounds like I have a lot going on. And a part of me is like, yeah, I know I need therapy. Thank you. Uh, but I don't have time right now to find a therapist. They'll take my insurance and like to make a plan to go to that therapist without my daughter. There's no way. So it's just, it's just hard. And I'm tired and I'm sick. And I, I just wanted my friend to tell me that I was doing a good job. Thanks for listening and telling me I'm doing a good job. Bye. 
You are doing a good job. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we were saying that we should like role play this as if yeah. you had texted us all that information. So I'll be you. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be us. And you'll I'll be, be us. Biz and Teresa. Biz and Teresa. Dear Biz and Teresa, uh, my husband uh, has a torn meniscus. Do you start all your texts with dear? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Go on. Dear, I'm traditional. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> And so now I'm solo parenting. Yeah. I don't have, like, he's out, you know, yeah. love him, but he's, uh, he's out. So I got to help him. I'm working a lot of stuff, high stress. I, I feel like no one gives a shit. This is awful. You forgot about the part we came home and he oh. asked for a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then I come home and he asks for a glass of wine. And I didn't kill him. I feel like I'm doing a great job. I, I also didn't spit in it. I didn't, like, put it five feet out of reach, right? Like, where you can't yeah. get it. I did a lot of good things. I'm a good person, and no one can tell. Okay. I'm, I'm struggling. All right. Here's our reply. Yeah. You are fucking amazing, period. I cannot believe what a fucking genius you are right now, period. You are doing such a good job, period. Can you also have a glass of wine later, question mark? Love you so much. <laughs> Keep it up. Good job. Yay for you, period. Send. <laughs> emoji, 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 emoji. Yeah. Heart emoji. Yeah, lots of emojis. Lots too. of emojis. Trophy uh, emojis. Trophy, it's trophy. My yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally, guys... Sometimes all we're looking for is a good job or an ICU, and it is disappointing when you don't get that. And I'm sorry that you didn't get it. Side note. Yeah. Uh, lots of times I have texted or spoken to Teresa uh -huh. uh, over the years we have known each other, coming up here on seven years, with similar style issues I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Some even, maybe a little even more struggle, some less. She's always said... I see you and you're doing a good job. And then separately, I can talk to her about the benefits of therapy. <laughs> okay? It's like two different. Yeah. There, yeah. There was really a timing issue with this. Yeah. Because like really, it's, I feel like it's welcome to share like, hey, have you thought about therapy with yeah. a friend who's having a hard time? Like I feel right. like that's also a very caring friend thing to do yeah but it was the timing yeah. that was wrong with this the timing situation. was not good yeah 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 therapy's good yeah but also just telling each other we're doing a good job and that we see you yeah. or is there anything you did i sometimes say yeah. to Teresa, is there anything i can do I could order you a pizza yeah. and just have food suddenly magically appear in your house, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> Biz has offered to throw Gatorade over yeah. our fence when we're sick. Just which throw it, pitch it. Appreciate. <laughs> you just call me like an urban mom runner delivery service. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you are. You yeah, really I'm are. sorry. You got a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, and it's you got a mom up through. It's like being at Legoland. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, but for yeah. five weeks. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. way worse than Lego Land. Yeah, let's be it honest. is. You're uh, doing amazing. You are. Yeah. What did we learn today, Teresa? We learned that we can talk about difficult things. Mm -hmm. And that some people 
don't find those things difficult. <laughs> and some do. And that we're both relatively functioning adults in yes. the world, regardless of how we felt about our bodies as children. Yes. <laughs> I also want to, I realized halfway through our conversation that one of the things we had not talked about yeah. was the absolute, something I'm very comfortable talking about yeah. relating to periods, yeah. is the absolute bullshit myth yeah. that somehow having your period prevents you from being capable of doing things. Yeah. Like, we can't have a lady president. She's going to get her period. Yeah. Honey, ain't nobody who's running for president still getting a period. Okay. <laughs> Two. Or yeah. can't be a CEO. Or can't yeah. be, like, yeah. it's such an excuse to limit. Yes. Like, it's it's sort of our, like, modern, you know, educated culture, society that we live in, you know, here. But we're still able to somehow manipulate it so that, you know, yeah, you can have your period and still be on the couch and watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Look how supportive we are. Right. You just can't do certain types of military work. You can't do certain types of business work. You just because you're going to be a mess. Right. I mean, do we want a woman with her finger on the button? Am I right, guys? What if she has a mood swing? Whoopsie daisy! By the way, that's the only time humans yeah. ever have mood swings, right? Yeah. Women, sorry, you can't do anything because of your period. Yep. You're not a witch, but you also have no value. But, <laughs> but what we know is that is absolutely not true. And having conversations like we do and having guests on like we had today will continue to help shatter this incredibly outdated myth about women. We are also basically going to celebrate periods yeah. and menstruation. Yeah, let's Go, do it. Uh, do more. Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to actually do something we don't normally do. We're going to do a little teasy-teasy for an episode. Mm -hmm. So in a couple of weeks, Aida Salazar is going to be joining us. Yeah, she has this great book, The Moon Within, that I'm reading right now. It's about basically a similar thing. It's about like a period journey, a young puberty journey for 10, 11, 12-year-old kids who are coming of age in Oakland. And the narrator is basically not sure she wants, you know, she's excited, but she's not sure she wants her mom to throw her a big party, which is what her <laughs> mom wants to do when she gets her period. And then her best friend is sort of gender nonconforming and sort of not sure that they actually feel like a girl at all as right. they're going through this process. And it's, um, it's a really cool book. So I'm really excited we're going to get that perspective on the show as well. Yep. And for other information that is about puberty education that's more gender inclusive, we had Lisa Kenny on the show a few weeks ago, episode 311, if you want to refer back to that. Mm -hmm. And that covers more on the topic of just puberty in general for all kids regardless of gender. Woohoo! Let's keep talking! <laughs> I love it. We also learned that Maureen Teresa Smith is a delight, and we really enjoyed talking with her about her new book, Your Moontime Magic, A Girl's Guide to Getting Your Period and Loving Your Body. Everybody, you're doing a good job. At some point in time, puberty is coming to your house, <laughs> and it's going to be something to witness. <laughs> and... Uh, it's good to start talking about it now. We will continue to talk about 
our experiences, how it makes us feel. Because this show is all about us. <laughs> and here's the honest truth about this. As Katie Bell sits there on the threshold of it all, it's going to be hard. And I'm constantly surprised by what I realize I'm not ready for. Mm, yeah. And so actually, it is really important that we talk about it. And I know that many of you are going through this or have gone through this or are worried about what it's going to be like. And everybody's kid is not going to experience it the same way that you did or that their peers are. It's just going to get complicated. <laughs> and you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.